0: Blog Talk Radio
1: Uh Uh Yeah 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 uh Miami Uh uh South Beach bring the heat uh <laughs> Can y'all feel that? Can y'all feel that I only came for two days of playing, but every time I come, I always wind up staying. This the type of town I can spend a few days in Miami, the city that keeps the roof blazing. a trip. Ladies have dress full of your quip, and they be screaming out. Yeah, you, so I'm thinking I'ma scoop me something hot in this south. Summer rain game, melting Five, hottest club in the city, and it's right on the beach. Temperature, get to ya, uh, it's about to reach 500 degrees in the Caribbean cities with the hot mommies screaming. Every time I come to town, they be spotting me in the drop, Bentley ain't no stopping me. So cashing your dough and flow to this fashion show, pound for pound, anywhere you go. Yo, ain't no city in the world like this. And if you ask how I know. I got
0: to be the best. i Miami. I need where the heat is on, all night on the beach till the breaking dawn. Welcome
1: to my school. In Miami. I'm the club where the heat is on, all night on the beach till the breaking dawn. I'm
0: going to Miami. Welcome to Miami.
1: Don't get me wrong, Chi-Town got it going on. New York is the city that we know don't sleep. And we all know that LA and Philly they stay jiggy. But on the snake, Miami bring heat for real. Y'all don't understand. I've never seen so many Dominican women with cinnamon tans, mira, this is the plan. Take a walk on the beach, draw a heart in the sand. Give me your cup. Damn, you look sexy. Let's go to my yacht in the West Keys, ride my jet skis, lounge under the palm trees. Cause you gotta have cheese for the summer. House keep on south Beach. Water so clear, you can see to the bottom. Hundred thousand dollar car day by them. Ain't no surprise. In the club, this East I stood on, Miami, my second
0: home. Welcome to my home.
1: The heat is on. Texas Motor Speedway, the track where great battles are waged. Where fearless drivers like Bush, Harvick, and Keselowski spar in the ultimate spectacle. It's the track where playoff hopes go up in flames. Witness the drama unfold at the AAA Texas 500, Sunday, November 3rd, with a and Sounds 2-pack. Two tickets and a scanner as low as $99 at
2: texasmotorspeedway.com. I'm NASCAR driver Daniel Hemrick, and you're listening to the Pit Stop Radio.
3: From Duggan Nation <clears throat> I'm Tim Spang Alongside of Speedway.com Mr. Stephen Wilson He's right outside Of Richmond Raceway Up there in Commonwealth, Virginia The way the crow flies I'm about 8 miles south This 2.66 mile monster, we call Talladega Super Speedway
4: Stephen, how you doing Tonight,
3: brother?
4: I'm making it I guess I'm here
3: I heard I heard that I heard that And thank you For joining us Because we got A full place to be. And also I understand That you got To jump out here a little bit early, but uh, I want to let everybody know the number to call in is 215-383-3681. Again, I'm Tim Spain, alongside of SpeedwayDigest.com's Mr. Stephen Wilson. Coming up here at uh, 720 Eastern Time, we've got my good friend Grant Infinger going to jump in here. And I, I think I really overbooked because I actually had to turn down Daniel Hamrick. Daniel Hamrick will be on the show next week. Talk to Jay Pennell this morning. And then coming on at uh seven forty five Eastern, my other good friend Britt Holmes, racing in Arca racing Arca Minors racing series. He uh he had a really, really good year. He didn't get a win, but and then at the top of the hour, which uh seven oh five, we've got winter there at Martinville Speedway of the Hall of Fame two hundred there. He got his first grandfather clock and his first win, Mr. Todd Gillen, is gonna swing in and, and join us. But um uh, how's how's the weather up that way before we get going on? It's we still it's still warm here. i And, you know, we finally got some rain, but we're still dry.
4: Well, it's it's been a little bit warm and a little bit cold at the same time. We finally got fall weather. So it's not too warm. It's not too cold. It's right there in between. It's in 70-degree days, 40-degree nights.
3: That's right, brother. You know how it is here in Alabama. You might check down here and join us for the – these big races we have here at my home track Todd Super Super Speedway. And sometimes in the mornings you get up you got the heat on and by midday you have to turn the air on, brother. <laughs> I guess that's just the way it goes. <laughs> but Stephen <laughs> let's uh we uh we we had some breaking news come out uh the other day. Uh, Matt Tift, Uh they had to take him to the infield care center there at Morgan Speedway and uh make a long story short, we found out he had t- some type of seizure. But we really don't know exactly what all went on. But uh, Front Row Motorsports announced today that uh, John Hunter Nemechek will be uh, jumping behind the wheel there of that Ford Mustang for the remaining two races here in 2019. Do you have any information you can throw out there, fans, anything that will give us an inkling on what exactly happened to Matt Till? Well, no, I really don't know any more than what
4: people have been been saying or has been released by the team so um, I mean he's out for the rest of the year I and mean, Nemechek as you said will be in this weekend at Texas and then I guess they'll make a decision on Phoenix and Homestead coming up but I guess that puts you know our own motorsports in a precarious position um, considering that they haven't announced whether they're going to keep the three teams next year or not and they own four charters, so they're gonna to have to they're gonna to have to um you know do something move some charters around, sell some charters um field teams they're gonna to have to do something and um if Matt Tift is gonna be out again then I mean, you've got a couple drivers out there. Maybe Hemrick will take a spot there, but he hasn't announced anything. Maybe he's looking at an Xfinity deal. But if they keep the three teams there, they already have David Reagan that's getting out of a car, so um, that's the second seat. So in next year they're going to have two seats open if they continue with three teams. Or if they decide to add a team, they're going to have three seats open. So they're in a precarious position at this moment.
3: That's right, and so let our listeners know the uh, in the sport in the sport that we cover today, our our really really awesome sport of NASCAR. Not only does when the doctor releases the driver to come back to the sport, NASCAR has to do an evaluation also. So NASCAR has NASCAR has the final word in this on what uh, date and time that Matt Tiff comes back. Correct.
4: Yeah, NASCAR will have to clear him also. So, you know, we'll just have to wait and see what happens. Um, you know, it was just a couple of years ago. He had a tumor removed from his brain. Um, you know, it took him a while to recover from that. And, you know, if this is something that is occurring yet again, then, you know, I would not predict that he would be in the car next year at all. Uh, and if he would, was, Um it may even be the end of
3: the season because, you know, the last time it took him a while to get through it all. And, Steven, correct me if I'm wrong, I'm glad you brought that up about that, Tim, I had totally forgot about that. But I think in Las Vegas, wasn't it, in the truck series, him and Tyler Reddick had a little incident, and he hit pretty hard in the wall. But correct me if I'm wrong now saying it. I don't know if, if this is the same deal I'm thinking about. But he hit really, really hard and that's when they found that timber that was on his brain, correct?
4: Uh, yeah, he had an incident, and that's how they ended up finding it.
3: So. Sounds good, brother.
4: And, again, let everybody know,
3: number of callers, 215 I've got a plate full of stuff, so uh, Stephen's going to have to jump out of here at the top of the hour, but coming up pretty shortly, we got Grant Infinger. going to get his take on his... Uh, 2019 Ventures there in the NASCAR Gander Outdoor Truck Series. And, Stephen, let's talk a little bit about the incident after the first out of 500 there at your at one of your home trucks there in Martinville Speedway with Denny Hamlin and uh, Joe Logano. That was really, really interesting there. And they they actually, Stephen, I think NASCAR sent down today, they actually – they uh, they got the crew member, uh, I think his name was Dave Nichols. He's been suspended for the next Monster Energy National Cup Series Championship points advance there. They got him under a behavior penalty. He was the crew member that went in, if you all seen the video on NBC Sports, where he went in and yanked Denny Hamlin and threw him to the ground. They got him under <laughs> section C member conduct guidelines. Correct and proper conduct, both on and off, the racetrack is part of a member's responsibility member-to-member confrontation with physical violence can you talk a little bit about that brother do you think that that i mean you take like a hockey I'm not, I'm not a big hockey fan Stephen, but i watch it sometimes and the only reason i watch it is because of the fights then referees i just get out of the way and let them and just let them uh go i just let them have at it but um uh, what's your take on that nascar and uh Steve O'Donnell did mention that there was going to be a penalty coming down. We all knew it was coming for Dave, Dave Nichols there, the crew member that swung Danny Hammond to the ground.
4: Um, I don't necessarily agree with this. Um, and the reason why I say this is, is that I equate this to, you know, you, th- you think of baseball, uh, you know, the pitcher hits the batter, the batter goes out there to have a conversation, few hands get – thrown in the next and next thing you know, the benches are cleared and the two teams are going at it. So these two teams are protecting their own interest, um, you know, whether it's right or wrong or indifferent. Um, you know, I, I would have, I would look back and, you know, you look at the, what happened to Kelly Yarborough and uh, Allison in the Daytona 500 where they've got out the cars and started fighting. You know, to this day, we still use that film clip to promote the sport, promote the uh, raw emotion in the sport. So this is what it really was. This is short track racing. Uh, You know, this is short track racing that we see on every Friday and Saturday night. I think that there should be a line. Yes, there has to be a line because we can't just let these people, you know, go at it, you know, uh, uh, indefinitely. I think the the line really is, is that if you go out there and use a car as a weapon like Matt, uh, Matt Kins did a couple of years ago, or Kyle Bush did in a truck race at Texas, I think if you pick up a a, a, a tire iron or jack handle or, or or something out of the pit box and crack somebody over the head with it, then yes, I think they should be spinning. I think there should be consequences for that. Same as that if, you know, you're you're on top of somebody whaling them and, you know, you beat the blood out of them, uh, you know, and knock them unconscious. And, yes, I think there should be consequences. I'm not saying there shouldn't be consequences at all because there should be. But I don't think that this necessarily crossed the line because, you know, this was just a lot of people, a lot of things going on very quickly. Um, you know, whether the, the crew member intended to pull Denny Hamlin to the ground or not – maybe he just saw a bunch of people and he he's trying to pull people apart and trying to get the kid broken up. Maybe he just grabbed the wrong person and threw him to the ground a little harder than I'm, I'm not trying to stick up for him, but I'm just saying, you know, this is a melee going on and, you know, these guys were quickly broken up, you know, it's a little bit of shouting, cussing, you know, whatever. And they'll go on and they'll be fine by the time they get to Texas. And, you know, they got to look at the big picture of this thing, but, you know, I don't, to me, I don't think it necessarily rose to the level of a penalty. I, I think we, uh, you know, I, I think there should be boundaries. But, but again, I think, you know, we, we saw two teams in the heat of battle, um, you know, two drivers that that got in one another's face, and the two teams were protecting their own interests. And, you know, it didn't get hurt sure he's got back problems, and I think that, you know, we can look at the fact that he's a driver, and he's got issues with that, and, but I think overall, I think we just look at the fact of the totality of it all, and, you know, nobody was hurt, and nobody picked up a weapon or an object, and nobody used a car, so, you know, just a bunch of guys in the heat of battle on a short track after a long uh race, Um you know, things like this happen, and, you know, yeah, NASCAR made NASCAR made their their opinion known that you know they he crossed a crossed the line and uh, we'll have to accept that. Uh, that and I do th- and point? I do think that there should be penalties, but I, I'm not honestly sure if this was rising to that level. Uh, and maybe NASCAR saw something that I didn't see, um, and maybe they have some video that I didn't see. But yeah, is this about the fighting thing?
3: I will agree with you, Stephen. Yeah, that you know, NASCAR, I agree, you do not need to use your vehicle as retaliation. I definitely agree there. But to our listeners, Steve and I, we've been to a lot of local short tracks. I go to my local short track here at Tildo, uh Short Track, which is right, across, right outside of Turn Turn 3 here at Talladooga Super Speedway. And there's all-time altercations after a race in the garage area and like I mentioned earlier, when I mentioned to you, Stephen, about the about the game of hockey, I don't understand it, probably won't never damn understand it, but I like to watch it because of the fights. And the referees, like I said, they get out of the way and let them go. But, Stephen, like you mentioned, these drivers and these pit crews, the pit crews are going to take up for the drivers because that's their man. That's like their quarterback. That's like a bunch of offensive linemen. They're going to protect that young man if he gets an altercation after a race. But I do agree with you, Stephen. I think NASCAR Madam, like you said, there might have been something that I missed on the audio, but I think they, my opinion, they should not have done anything to that crew member that did what he did. Like you said, he probably reached under there and grabbed, didn't know who he grabbed. He grabbed any hammer, and slung him down. I'm just taking up for him, but more than likely, he knew that he grabbed any hammer and slung him down on the ground but uh Stephen, what do you think I and mean, you know we've already heard uh boys have at it i mean do you think we need to police it more or do you think just leave it alone and just because that that incident happened there was no nascar officials near that incident with denny hamilton and joe logano but they finally popped up and you know as well as i do that incident there with Bobby Allison, I've asked Bobby a ton of times there with him and Kel Yarber, and Bobby's always told me, Tim, he kept pounding his nose into my fist the whole time there at Daytona. He'll never tell the truth. I mean, do you think it's just time to pull the crew members back? I mean, because you know the drivers are not. I'm not want to. I don't want to say that they're chicken, but just like Joe Logano did. He walked up and pushed Denny Hamlin, pushed his right shoulder, and he turned around and walked off.
4: Um, well, I mean, again, you know, the, these drivers had raced 500 laps around the short track Martinsville Speedway, and there's a lot of beating and banging that goes on.
0: You
4: know, we're getting down to the nitty-gritty of it all in, in the playoffs, and, you know, these drivers are scrapping for every point that they can get, and, you know, the Denny Hamlin and Joe Legato, you know, they, they each felt that they had different sides to the story, but, um... Yeah, I, I mean, the, you know, the NASCAR official did eventually step into this and, you know, finally, you know, get them all broken up and, you know, I, I really, I just think they should just let it alone, let these two guys do, you know, either work this thing out, maybe bring them over to the trailer, talk to them, you know, by next week they'll talk on the phone, whatever the case may be, and then they'll go on and be okay.
3: Yeah, I definitely agree, Stephen. I think we might have Grant Infinger on the other line there, I think. Well, he actually, he actually dropped. I'll see if I can get him back home. But, Stephen, let's, let's talk a little bit about this, uh, about the chase. I've had a lot of people tell me that they really don't care that much about it because a lot of them go back to, uh, you know, the old school type. But, I mean, Stephen, if we didn't have – the uh, well, I didn't really mean to say the chase, I meant to say these uh, these uh, stage racing. If we didn't have some of the stage racing, I mean, some of these cars would be 15 20 laps down, wouldn't they, brother?
4: I mean, I don't think the stage racing has changed that aspect of the sport. You're always going to have fast drivers, you're always going to have slow cars, and you know, stages are not. Um, you know, the beneficiary role is set up to, you know, where we don't race to the line anymore like we used to. And the wave around really hasn't changed much. As long as you don't pit, you know, your lap you know, lap down or whatever, you can take a wave around and start at the end of the field and get a lap back or whatever the case may be. And maybe we will put you on a lead lap and you're hoping for, you know, some kind of strategy that you know, the cost comes up pretty quickly and then you can go and take service on your car. So. Um, yeah. I, I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't think that. I don't. I don't think that. That necessarily. That's the. The. The stages has changed that aspect of the sport. It's changed it in other ways. Um, you know where the drivers are. Um, you know I, I think if we go back and we look at um, with with no points we may see a, a stark difference in how the points are spread out at this point in the year and. Uh, I think that you know we could, you know, you know some of these drivers that may be sitting inside the top four or in the top eight at this moment are there virtue are there by virtue of either stage wins or stage points that they've accumulated over over the past thirty plus races, and I think that's where we've changed the aspect of the sport is, um, you know, where we see uh, um, where we see the uh, you know we see the, same, the cream of the crop coming up. You know, week in and week out, was, you take uh, Martin Truff, Jr., who grabs a lot of stage points. Not Kyle Bush, not one who grabs a lot of stage points. Um, you know, if you look at the fact of, uh, you know, Kyle Bush hasn't won since June. So without those stage points that he's accumulated from June up until this point September when we first started the, the playoffs, um, he may not even be in the top four or even the top eight. Um, he may be on the outside looking in, and I'm just using that as a as an example because I don't know the points without looking at them like that. But you know, you know, we could see drivers that you know haven't won in a while or didn't win all season long, but um, they were consistently running to gather those points um, that keep them in in the hunt for a championship.
3: That's right, Stephen, and we'll get back on that conversation later. Let's go ahead and bring on uh, a good friend, Grand Infanger Finger driver number 98 Ford F-150 there for Thor Sport Racing in the pit stop with Tim Spain and Stephen Wilson.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the
5: main event
3: Mr. Grant Finger, how you doing tonight, boy? I'm
6: doing great. Thank you all for having me on. Grant, thank
3: you very much. We had not had you on in a while, but I'm glad you agreed to come on. And I want to hand you over to, uh, well, before I hand you over to Speedway Dog, have you been doing any fishing lately? I've been following you on social media and stuff. You've been doing a lot of bass fishing. Have you had time to do any fishing lately?
6: Not lately, not lately. So I'm starting to have a a few withdrawals there. So hopefully we can change that before it gets too cold.
3: Sounds good, brother. And, Grant, uh, I'm going to hand you over to Stephen Wilson, speedwaydigest.com. He's right outside of uh, Richmond Raceway. And uh, i got a couple questions, and we'll let you jump out of here. Thanks again, Grant, for coming on, brother. Appreciate it.
6: Okay, sounds good.
4: Hey, Grant, thanks for taking time to come on here tonight. Mark, I'm sure a lot of people want to know your thoughts on you getting knocked out back at uh, Las Vegas. Um, Elmore came out and they they diagnosed not only your engines but all the other engines um, that were being run that night, found some issues with them. Um, You're looking back on it right now and I know you guys tried to make a case or an argument um, that a manufacturer failure um, may be giving you a waiver into the next uh, round of the playoffs but just want to know your thoughts on that of the whole process that you guys went through, both in the race and then post-race, as you were working with Elmore to diagnose what exactly had happened to your engines.
6: Ah, uh, yeah, no, it was a it was a huge disaster that that's for sure, and uh, just a, an unfortunate incident. You know, they just uh, they just had the tune wrong um, on the engines, and they just basically uh, were all too lean, and um, they were all they were all burning up. So it's just unfortunate that, uh, that ours, ours melted down first. And, um, you know, it kind of, kind of ended our, our run there, but it, um, it, it just kind of, kind of is what it is at this point. NASCAR, I think, um, or, or Elmore, <laughs> it originally thought we were doing something funny with the engines and, um, you know, so they, they had everything and found uh, NASCAR, NASCAR was, was at the shop, uh, the, the following Monday morning after Vegas and, uh, was, was there when, when all the motors were, were pulled out and, and inspected everything and because at that time we didn't we didn't exactly know what the issue was and um anyway (laughs) long story short um you know just just goofed up on the tune and um you know it 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 cost us uh you know uh, a lot so just uh just unfortunate you know we uh we we asked them to to do something you know i didn't i didn't really know if they would um you know but it's but it's back there in the playoffs but i figured they would have to do something um given given the the situation and and given what happened um you know unfortunately they they didn't but um that's uh so that's that's what we're up against it's just part of it part of part of racing i guess it's just um you know you know it is what it is we've we've tried to uh put that behind us as best we can and, and go out there and just just try to win races and um, you know, we, we haven't had to worry about points for, for two races in a row, which is, has been kind of a, a load off, you know, that's, that's not the position we want to be in, but we're, we're trying to take advantage of that, you know, in, in the coming, coming races. And, and like I said, feel like, feel like we were able, we were in position to to do that a little bit at Martinsville, um, got spun around there and I, uh, and had to, had to make our way from the back there, but, uh, but overall, um, doesn't take anything away from our season feel like uh we've we've had a had a great season with uh with Northport Racing and, and Jeff Inslee and everybody on our on our number ninety eight F one fifty and um we're gonna keep plugging away, hopefully uh hopefully get us a victory or two by the end of the season here.
4: Well, well you look back over this season and um uh, Sport racing, um what, what do you what do you think what do you think you're gonna take away from this year? What do you need to learn from this year? Um, that you're looking to take into twenty twenty.
6: Um, you know, I think the biggest thing is, is you know, I, I feel like we as a group, um, everybody on this ninety eight door sport racing F one fifty is pretty well been together for three years and um, you know, at the beginning it, it wasn't easy. We um we, we, we had some good finishes but, but maybe not the speed we needed. Um I feel like we've gotten a lot closer. We're uh, we're probably not as consistent with our speed but we are a very consistent race team and um feel like feel like myself and jeff hensley josh hankish who's a truck chief i feel like really all of us are, have just uh kind of grown together as a group um guys on pit road have have done awesome this year so i feel like uh you know as far as growing and, and making gains we we have that and we we have that to hang our hat on but you know we we still have a ways to go we're um you know, we, we we still got a goose egg in, in the wind column. We we've, we've probably had four or five hour opportunities where we had the speed and um, uh, to to get the job done, and, and it just hasn't worked out. But um, so we need to we need to put ourselves in position more often. Um, and and I think really we've uh, we've we've got a great mile and a half program. We've uh, we've had a lot of speed there, but some of these other tracks, the 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 Phoenixes, the Martinsville stuff like that, um, we we've. You know, not necessarily been as good. So we 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 took a big big step forward at Martinsville this past weekend. We we kind of uh, went with something we we've never raced there before, and we were we were happy with it. You know, we we still weren't where we we need to be. We finished fourth, and end of the day, we probably had a fourth place truck. Um, that, that's not good enough, but but that is a step in the direct in the right direction for where our team is and at um, those type tracks. So, like, like I said, I have, I have no doubt we're, we're going to unload and, and be right where we need to be at, at Homestead. But, but some of these other places that that are, you know, a, a little different, um, we've not necessarily struggled with, but but haven't had the the speed that we we want to out of there. So, um, that's the biggest thing I'm going to take out of this year, and uh, we're going to keep working and and keep fighting over the off season. Hopefully, we'll we'll keep everything intact and and just build on on what we've what we've got started here
4: which NASCAR is making a couple of changes next year um, to some of the schedules, but truck series seems to be intact for the most part, um, aside from moving a couple of dates and tracks around where you go to. Would you like to see NASCAR uh, expand upon that in 2021? Uh, Maybe take some of the trucks back to some of the smaller tracks where they started at and have less companion races or, you guys feel that having those companion races um, built a brand around you uh, with better promotion and you can, you know, work with the Cup Series or you know, the Xfinity Series on a weekend?
6: You know, I don't know about the companion, um, whether whether that hurts us or helps us, uh, you know, as far as identity and, and all that. But, but I do think we, we definitely need to go to, to more of the short tracks and more of the smaller tracks. Um, I mean, I still think we need to go to go to intermediate tracks, but it doesn't need to be a half schedule. So um, I, I'm a firm believer that we can we can go to the Nashvilles, the Myrtle Beaches, the the Memphis, the the ORP, those those type tracks. It would would hold a a uh, Gander Outdoors Truck Series event very well. Um, and I don't know all the technicalities and in, in in the business behind that, um, but uh, you know, a couple of these mile and halves we go to twice. And we we only got 23 races on the schedule, so why not why not spread it around a little bit and uh, and go to go to some some different style tracks, um, you know. As far as the the standalone stuff, I I, I will say that you know, Gateway Canada Eldora our standalone races do very very well um, as far as the the grandstands and and, and stuff like that. Um, but as far as the the big picture, the the TV and the, and the camping and all that, I I don't know I don't know how that compares. But um, but, but from a from our just a sheer racers aspect, you know I I think um, I think people get wore out with 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 just um, a lot of mile and a half. and, and uh, I'd like to see us go to go to some smaller places.
3: Grant, this is Tim.
4: Are I'm you sorry. there? I think Stephen might have dropped. No, okay. I, I'm sorry. My my, my phone, it, it messed up on me. My microphone, I don't know what happened. Anyways, yeah, I was just thanking him for coming on tonight, and I was going to kick it over to you, Tim. Thanks, Stephen. Grant, again,
3: thank you very much for coming on tonight. My first question, I want to go back to Talladega Super Speedway here, you know, your home track, my home track. Did you get a chance to check out the new big bills deal there? That was freaking awesome one, brother?
6: Man, it's really really exciting that um the the whole reconstruction uh, of the infield there was was uh man, it's pretty pretty uh pretty amazing how much they did in in such a short amount of time and um you know, at the end of the day, I mean, I'm a little partial cuz that's, that's the home track and, and I love Talladega so much, but um feel like they they did such a great job with the, the the fan zone part of that where you can literally buy buy a ticket anybody can and be that close to the cup garage there um that's man that, that's pretty incredible to me um and man they just did a did a ton of updates to the infield and it you know there there were some some spots of that that needed it you know so i'm i'm glad I'm glad they, they put the money into it, and uh, you know you know it's going to be around for for a while because they put that investment in. And um, I didn't have a chance to hang out at Big Bill's like I wanted to that weekend, but I what I was able to, to go over there and check it out and and see the bar and um, man, just just really really cool that they've they've put that kind of investment into our home track there. And um, you know it uh, it's it's exciting. It, it gives something for you know a, a lot of us you know, good old racers come there and, and, and have a great time anyway. But, but sometimes we're, we're bringing the wives or the girlfriends or the, or the friends that, that, uh, you know, they, they're, they're not as, they're not as hardcore to racers and, and they need something to do too. And, and they, uh, they, they sure got it there. Exactly.
3: Grant. Yeah. You know, you had that big, you had that big screen TV there. You mentioned the uh, bar there in the back of big bills. I think, Russell Blanton told me it's like an 85 foot bar, and then you can turn around. Stephen actually got to go in there and and see it. Also, you, you can turn around a little back toward the track, and they got that big John Ray trucking thing up there, uh, Grant. And uh, every now, I don't know, you know, you said you didn't get to spend that much time there, but every now and then they would blow these big transfer truck horns, and I could actually hear them from the press box sometimes. But yeah, yeah, like you said, that's a big deal for NASCAR getting the fans closer. To your closer to the sport right
6: absolutely you know there the the hot pass is is something that's very very hard to come by it's only a limited number of people that that the team can allow in so um you know for 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 people that that don't have access to that or, or can't um they can they can go get their ticket and and literally be within a few feet of uh of all the 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 top running cup cars so I thought that was uh I thought that was very very cool very cool concept um I wasn't over there when when the cup cars were were practicing but I'm imagine it gets pretty loud in there so but it's 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 really cool um you know as far as a, a race fan myself everybody wants that that access to to be able to get close and and up close and, and personal with the the cars and the teams and and uh that allows you to do it so. Um, kudos to, to NASCAR and, and the guys at Talladega for, for doing that. Um, definitely think it's something that, that, that we've needed.
3: Green, I know you stayed on longer than your allotted time, but if I can, can I ask you a couple more questions? I'll talk a little bit about uh, the track races past weekend there at Martinville. I know Stephen touched on it some. You brought home the number 98 Thor Sport Ford 150 uh, home. P4, can you talk a little bit about how your day went there? What went through the mind of Grant Enfinger running them laps there at the Hall of Fame 200 there at Marker Speedway? I mean, it's got to be grueling. I've been up there; I've actually got to see it from the press box and everything. But let us know from a driver's view exactly what goes through Grant Enfinger's mind at the 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 half mile perfectly up there, bro.
6: You know, it's an a, it's an emotional day. Really, you kind of know that going in. Um, you know, and we we had a a really good F one fifty on on the long runs, um, but we throw it a little bit firing off. And and I was worried about qualifying. We we qualified ninth, which not crazy about, but but after practice, <laughs> we're kind of happy with, because uh, it would just hold on forever. It just wouldn't fire off on, on restarts uh, very well. And, and and like I said, cold tires and qualifying. Uh, We struggled a little bit, but, but uh, we, we kind of made our bed early on. We, we pitted uh, at the first stage and, and we weren't going to pit again. Um, So, so, so with that, we we were able to, to get some track position, um, lead a few laps, got pushed around a little bit um, and and got pushed into second, which, uh, which, which was making us restart on the outside and, and did that three or four times. and, And finally, finally we got pushed way on up to the, to the third groove and, and, uh, guys went crazy around us and, and got wrecked, um, pretty, pretty significantly. But, um, but man, our, our guys, um, really did a number just getting us back out there and, um, and getting us where we were competitive again. And, and, uh, we, we had to start at the back and, and drive our way towards the front and, and, uh, they had gum it, they didn't wreck again. And, and, uh, somebody got into the back of us while I was slowing down and, and pushed our quarter panel into the tire and, so, so now we're in the pits again with another cut down tire and and uh, starting at the back again and and didn't have very many green flag laps to go but but able to uh, to do to do a little pushing of our own after that and, and uh, drove our way to fourth and it uh, man our uh, our f one fifty was was uh, was was mangled up pretty good after the race but testament to all the guys and and Jeff Hensley and and really when when that stuff has happened through the course of the year we've never. We've never um, given up. I mean, we've, uh, we've stuck with it. Same, same similar deal happened at Daytona, and we're able to, to come back from that. And um, it's, it's happened over the, the course. That actually, at Talladega, it happened. Um, so
5: we've,
6: we've been able to rebound very well as a team and as a group. So, so that's something I'm proud of. And um, we've, uh, we've got some really good partners involved with, with Champion Power Equipment and, and Mike Curb of Curb Records. And uh, protect the harvest and and all our good guys at Ford and and man I think everybody is motivated as ever to uh, to get them in victory lane before the end of the season and that's what that's what we've been uh, been trying to do and, and like I said we we uh, were able to to bring it home in forth, which which didn't while we went to Martinsville but uh, we're definitely proud of the effort and proud of proud of us being able to rebound that's for sure.
3: And Grant going into ASM Speedway at Homestead Miami Speedway. Uh, like Stephen mentioned, you guys have this weekend off. It's going to be the uh, the Cup Series and the Xfinity Series there at, at Texas. What are you guys looking to improve on, and what are you guys looking to, to try to find for some of these tracks for next year going into ISM Raceway? And I know this is y'all's first trip to the new reconfigurated Phoenix International Raceway. Can you let us know a little bit about what – what you and what, what your crew chief Jeff and all what y'all going to work on with these last two races for uh, the 2022 season?
6: You know, it's not an all-out R and D session. Um, you know, because we we still want to go there and, and win the race, but we are going to do a little bit of experimenting because because uh, Phoenix is. Uh, <laughs> you know, that's a huge race for us next year. So that's, uh, that's, that's where it all comes down to. That is the championship race. So we're going to try a couple of things in practice to, to maybe give us a direction of, uh, of something we've been, been wanting to try, but there's only a couple of tracks that, that really fit that mold and, um, really Phoenix and, and gateway, you can kind of run similar setups. And so we, we only go to gateway once a year. We only go to Phoenix once a year. So we're going to, we're going to try a couple of things, but, um, but overall um you know we're going to go there and try try to win the race you know so so we're not going to get get all the way caught up in that and um you know Homestead I feel very comfortable with the package that we have there um but we're going to try to optimize that a little bit better we um we were able to to sit on the pole and and ran second there last year and 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 we're solid all day um so I, I don't think we're going to go crazy but we are going to try to try to you know um, capitalize on some things we've we've learned earlier on in the year. Try to implement them into our homestead setup as well. So I feel like Jeff Hensley and 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 myself uh, have a have a good game plan um, for that, and um, we're gonna we're gonna work work on it.
3: Amen, brother. And Grant, before we let you jump out of here, uh, I know myself and Stephen. We will see you in homestead. That's our next race. We're flying down there for. Uh, for the Championship weekend, but again, thank you very much for taking time to come on, and at this time, we want to give you the time to thank anybody that has helped you get where you're at, any sponsors, Thor Sport, Motorsports. Sports, anything you want to talk about, brother, you got the floor.
6: Yeah, no, uh, definitely the, the biggest biggest guys to thank is Duke and Rhonda Thorson for, for this opportunity. This is, we're finishing up my, my third year there, um, and, and, and love it, and, and appreciate the, the opportunity that, that they've given me, and and uh, obviously the, the guys at Champion Power Equipment uh, protect the harvest, Mike Curb and Curb Records, and, and uh, everybody at Ford. So um, I, I feel feel like we've got a lot of good things going. We're going to try to keep plugging away. And I uh, appreciate all the all the local support from uh, from Alabama that we got.
3: You're welcome, brother. Again, Grant, thank you very much for taking time to come out. And don't be a stranger. We'll get you back on. But, again, good luck. Uh, Like I said, I know you're off this weekend, but good luck at Phoenix International Raceway. And we'll talk to you in uh, Homestead, Miami Speedway. Thanks again, Grant.
6: Sounds good. Thank you.
5: You're welcome, brother.
3: Grant finger there, Stephen is very much appreciated of where he's at. Uh, the young man, uh, like I said, uh, his home track is my home track here at Talladega Super Speedway. He's born and raised, lives in Fairhope, Alabama, just north of, uh, uh, Gulf Shores down there. But Stephen, I think we've got here shortly. We we can, we have Brett, in, uh, Brett Holmes come on. We ain't got time to take a breath. Uh, I wanted to take a break, but your thoughts on grand in finger there, brother, uh, He's he's coming amongst himself, any brother.
4: I mean, he sure made it um his only way into the sport and uh I was appreciative sure for where he came from and what he's doing and um hopefully this will continue to be a good thing for him and he'll be in that truck for a while and getting some experience and, and that'll give him an opportunity or a path to an Xfinity series, um
3: part-time or maybe even full-time deal at some point that's right like
4: again uh i want to tell everyone number
3: calling is 215 i'm out of breath 215-383-3681 again i'm Tim in spain alongside com, mr stephen wilson we're waiting on brett holmes to join us let's take a little quick break and we'll come back and maybe maybe brett will be here but uh we're live from Talladega. Like I said, I'm Tim Explaining, alongside SpeedWiz.com's Mr. Stephen Watson. Let's take a little short break. We'll be right back. Oh, oh, oh. I gotta bring it to the attention. You better watch what you're talking about. Running your mouth like you know me. You're gonna put them around the chair by the show. Make it call the show. Make it by
7: 101. You can't hold me. If your last name was Hayden, only when you were. My Name on your band, no resident of France. But you swear I'm from Paris, son, to is terrorist. Told them all terrorists, trying to get purpose. My chain to your chain. Sprint a motor rolling no service. Out of your range, you're out of your brain. Thinking I'ma shout out your name. You got a thumb up with better ways than to get your pain. All that pressure you were crying it's time to ease off. Before oh, I hit you from the front, i taking your sleeves off. As much as we've lost, it's hard to please Ball, Don't be lying, you're crying. it up as a loss, cause He says, Watch that. He probably got that on eBay. Some internet access. Some website cat line. Mag, like i got mine. Don't ride up on a flat line. Oh, my uncle could see me now. if he could see how many rappers wanna be me now. Straight emulating my style. Right to the downtown. Can't leave out the store down. wait till they calm down. I got a shawty. <laughs> coming after you where with party. Oh, Lord. Will I continue to act naughty? Mix it with every party. Got me to for sure. I'm not a man of have the time to see them, the album flop. You know, it's done sinking, it ain't left the dock. Come on, man, because I'm hot. man. because he's not. Nice. You ain't got to give me my props, just give me the yacht. Give me my rocks and keep my fans coming and fly Till you talk to Super Bowl, keep your mouth on lock. I'm awake. <laughs> I'm copy on the mic, but I'm humble in real life. Taking nothing for granted, Less than everything on my life. Trying to see a new life at the top of the roof. Baby, <laughs> can't not see what I speak. What does it take to be number one? Two is not a winner. and nobody remembers. What does it take to be
0: number one?
8: I'm Matt Benedetto, driver of the number 95 ProCore Toyota Camry, and you're listening to the Pit Stop with Tim Despain.
3: We're back live from Nation. I'm Tim Despain, alongside SpeedwayDigest.com's Mr. Stephen Wilson. We're waiting on Brett Holmes, their driver of the Arca Series. Uh, I think he might have dropped, Stephen, but we'll get him back on. But, again, talk a little bit about... Uh, Granny finger there. He's like you mentioned that deal he had there at Vegas that knocked him out of the playoffs. There, he's still happy-go-lucky, brother.
4: Yeah, I think it was just a you know one of those deals, and uh, I, I you know I can't blame the team for trying to get that waiver onto it. I think that they at least had a, a case to try and make um it really wasn't a, it wasn't really their doing and you know this put other people out not only him but johnny fodder and others back in vegas that um you know their images expired throughout the event so you know couldn't he had an opportunity and i think that they could had that case that they could make at least
3: yeah that's right i mean you know and uh I think Suzanne's got Brett Holmes in the screening room right now, so we'll give her just a minute. But, uh, Stephen, coming up this weekend, we're going to Texas. And then we're going to uh, Phoenix International. Then we're going to Homestead. You and I and Madonna Wild Suzanne, we're going to make a trek down there. Going to Homestead, this is going to be their final race, the the final championship race there at homestead Miami Speedway. They're going to move everything around. What is your take on moving the championship race there from Homestead Miami Speedway away from there at this time of year?
4: I always like the fact that it was in Miami. Um, I guess I didn't really appreciate it when, you know, I had never been before, but you go to Miami this time of year, and it's really nice down there, and, um, you know, uh, I you know, the tra- that track. that uh, track kind of has multiple racing grooves that, you know, make this interesting and Yeah, uh, I I see, uh I see kind of why, um, you know, they moved it because, you know, NASCAR fans have said, Well, we go to the same place all the time. We do the same thing all the time. Why don't you change it up and you know, NASCAR listened to, to the fans out there and that's exactly what they did, so We'll have to see how it plays into 2020, and you know I think it's going to be a little bit hard for Homestead because um, after this race in November, just barely five months later, they're going to go back to this place, and um, you know at the beginning of the year. So, um, you know, I I think I think they'll have to rework their marketing and how they sell tickets, and um, you know we'll have to see. But you know it's just a well, it's just a uh, uh, something NASCAR fans have asked for. They've asked for changes, and um, you know NASCAR uh, responded to those changes, and um, maybe there will even be more changes in 2021. Uh, we don't know. We we don't know if uh, NASCAR is going to keep this race there in 2021. Uh, I would think that they will at least keep it there for a couple of years for sponsorship reasons, uh, but you never know. Uh, you know they're talking more big and bolder changes to come, so we'll, we'll
3: see. That's right, bro. Let's wait and see. Let's go ahead and bring on my good friend, Stephen, Mr. Brett Holmes. He has been working his ass off in the Archer Menard series. Let's bring on uh, my good friend, Brett Holmes, there from Munther, Alabama in the pit stop with Tim Despain and Stephen Wilson.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, Welcome to
5: the
3: main event. Let's get ready to rumble. Mr. Brett Holmes, how you doing tonight, brother? Hey, good. are you? Doing good. Thanks for taking time out to come on. Are you down on my lovely plains there in Auburn, Alabama? Yes sir I am yeah we've uh, i've got a
8: crisis here until December, and then we'll be off for a winter break but uh yeah, I'll be down here for another year year and a half or so, so uh until i uh move on to the grown up life
3: Brett we took a lot we took a hard loss down there in Death valley with LSU, but uh Bo Nix and the bunch of Gus fouls on they they stuck in there with them, did they, brother? Yeah, for sure. I was I was honestly
8: kind of surprised. I was really worried that it was going to be a you know a lot tougher game, but uh, you know our defense held in there and did did a great job. You know I think we just mainly need to improve on offense and uh, just with a young quarter quarterback and I think a little help on the play calling side would you know would would really help too. But uh, you know we're kind of in a rebuilding stage in the offense side, but on defense we've got older guys up there, so. Um, but it, it was definitely cool to have a close game like that, and uh, wish we could have came out with a win. But uh, you know, there's uh,
3: we're
8: we're okay. I just wish we, you know, it, it'll be a year or two I think before we uh,
3: we really get back up there. That's right, brother. And again, uh, Brett, thank you very much for taking time to come on tonight. Uh, I've got my good friend Stephen Wilson up right at com. He's right outside of. Uh, Richmond Raceway. But I got a couple questions before I hand you over to him because I know he's wanting to jump out of here. He's wanting to watch the World Series. He's a big Washington National fan. But, Brent, talk about your year this year. It's been one hell of a damn year, brother. You didn't get that elusive win. But you and Jeff Hensley, y'all, y'all. it seems like the cream come, comes to the top. It's something about you two. You got the fourth place finished there uh the P4 there at Kansas in the final race talk a little bit about what your season meant to you and what we were looking for going on in 2020.
8: Yeah it was definitely a great improvement
3: from uh, the past seasons that we've raced in um
8: you know we were we've been in the hunt for a win all year and uh I hate we we didn't get one and you know that was the the goal at least was you know to win a championship and and to get a couple of wins but Um, you know, I think we, we had a couple opportunities where we were really close there, but, um, you know, big picture wise, we, we've improved our team so much and, uh, just came such a long way from where it started. And, you know, I I don't think a lot of people realize, you know, what it really came from and, uh, how it got started, you know, we're just, uh, you know, just me and my dad, it's a, you know, family run deal. And then, uh, the guys, the guys up there, we, we've just slowly built our way up to the series and, um, or competing at that, you know, competing really well at that level. So, um, you know, we definitely want to get to that point where we can win races. But uh, we've been super consistent all year uh, in the top five. I wish we had our super speedway races back. I think if uh, those, you know, we wanted them to, we, we'd have been right in the championship lines And it'd been a, a, a race down to the end. But, um, but uh, really happy how it went. And uh, as far as next year goes, um, uh, I'm still planning to run – some races. I don't think I'm going to run the whole series. Uh, we're still working on plans for next year, and um, I'm also open to you know other options too. And uh, you know, but like I said, it's a it's a moving target in the sport, and we're we're constantly working in the off season to um, just to see what we're capable to do for next year, and um, you know, we're, we're kind of what we want to do as a team,
3: and uh, where we're going to go from here. Brett, the Elmore engine made their debut in uh the Arca series there uh a few more a few years back. Can you talk a little, a little bit about how much that Elmore engine has saved you and your team and all the Arca series teams money. There it's a really good a really good deal there with the Elmore engine, correct? Yeah, for sure. I mean I think from a, a sustainable
8: standpoint it is uh cost wise. Um you know i think it it did hurt us a little bit on the manufacturing side and I, I don't know uh from this side if it if we looked a little bit less you know if they thought they saw a little bit less incentive for them to help all the teams in the in the series um but uh you know cost wise it's just definitely no match you know what we i think before before I was running the series, those teams were having to uh uh use the yates motors and uh, other motors, and it was costing a lot more to race per race to run and uh, these, you know, these motors with their own and uh, get rebuilt and, and keep using them. So um, it's definitely been a big help for sure. And, you know, kind of lowered our cost per race a little bit, but, um, you know, there have been some concerns you know, throughout the season, um, you know, like we saw a couple of times, but um, other than that, they were like, you know, like you said, it's definitely helped out a lot for, especially us small people, you know what I mean? I, my dad said, we, me and him have said the whole time that if um, they hadn't gone to this, the Elmore engine and the composite bodies, you know, we'd, you know, we, this probably really helped us
3: been an arc as long as we have. Amen, Brett. And I'm going to hand you over to Stephen Wilson at SpeedwayDigest.com and let him ask you, uh, Let's because he's and jump out of here because he wants to watch the World Series. But again, Brett, thank you very much for coming on, and I'm going to hand you over to Stephen Wilson at SpeedwayDigest.com. All right, thank you. Hey, I'm, I, I don't actually have anything for him tonight. <laughs> okay, uh, Brett Stevens wants to jump out there and watch World Series. That's exactly what he wants to do. But anyway, okay, Stephen, you <laughs> jump out of here.
4: I, I, got, I, right. I need and to. I, got, hey, I need I, to nap.
8: I need to hey, know I, I understand that. Out. I saw I saw that video from yesterday. I, I understand people watch it, it's completely okay.
4: <laughs> <laughs> All
3: right, thanks guys. I'll talk to you next week. All right, so Steve, Yeah, Stephen dropped there, Brett. So hell, I guess it's me and you. Uh, I've got Todd Gillen coming up here shortly. But uh, again, you and your dad, we have talked about it. It's uh it's a. Uh, it's a hard road going if you don't have a full-time sponsor. And do you have any full-time sponsors looking your way for next year? Like you mentioned, that you're probably going to run a limited schedule. Um, can you let the cat out of the bag? Is there anything going on, brother?
8: Uh, not really uh, yet. I mean, uh, we're, we're working on a couple of deals, and um, you know, obviously, I can't. You know, I don't want to say anything, and something change, and plans change, but. Um, you know, I. Um, it's definitely like I said in in this sport, it's a moving target, and we gotta we're constantly working and trying to do that even with our busy schedules and me in school, my dad at you know my dad working and, and me helping out with the businesses also, and um, you know we're 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 trying our hardest to you know to work every angle we can find, and um, you know it's uh, you know we're still regardless we're just you know blessed to be able to. To, to, race at this level. Um, you know, I think, our, you know, to a lot of people in NASCAR, you know, work it doesn't seem like a big deal, but you know, from, like I said, from where we've came from, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm pretty happy to what we've built and, um, the opportunity that we even get to race at some of these tracks that we do and compete against some of the people we do. Um, but, uh, like I said, we're, we're constantly working, trying to find as much help as we can and, you know, provide every incentive to, to and and market, you know, a sponsor as, as much as
3: much as we can. And Brett if I can, uh while I got you here shortly, can we jump off can we jump off of uh Brett Finger and talk about the uh Brett Finger? I'm sorry. Brett home. I was thinking about Grand Enfinger. Brett, can we talk about, did you get a, uh, a chance to come here to Talladega this fall after, uh, you know, this is your home track, my home track also. Did you get a chance to come and check out the big Beals deal here at Talladega Super That's freaking awesome, brother.
8: Yeah, it's definitely a, definitely a great little facility there to, you know, just provide a little bit more comfort and to the fans and um, a lot more accessibility there and um, just seeing the, also being able to see as much as you can in the garage. I think that's a really cool experience for all of them. Um but yeah, I did I did get to make it out there for the truck race, um, on Saturday. Um but I didn't I wasn't there for the Sunday race, but uh yeah, I'll i go to if we're not racing, so um yeah, but it's uh I'm definitely it's definitely really cool all the work they did out there. And, uh kinda of, I wish we were part of it a little bit, but we had we had a few of our jobs uh going on at the same time, so We couldn't really do it, but, uh, you know, like I said, it's uh, being that close to home and, you know, seeing the improvements they made is is a really cool thing.
3: And, Brett, before I let you jump out of here, uh, you know, Halloween's coming up. We've had uh, our good fan Grant Enfinger come on shortly. I think I've got Todd Gillan coming on right now. But with it being Halloween, uh, what was your favorite costume as a kid to wear? around Mumford, Alabama? Oh, I don't know. Um, I don't I tell you, the, the past three years I've been, I've dressed up as Ricky
8: Bobby and that's been pretty fun. Uh, that's what I have to say. Um, I, I, that's what I've dressed here at and I've gone to a couple of events and stuff. I've, I've dressed as, as that and it's been uh, pretty fun because everybody knows who you know Ricky Bobby is or whatever. So, even people who don't know about racing, so Uh, that's been that's been a pretty funny experience but uh i you know i I don't know i had so many as a kid but that's probably going to be the funniest funniest one or the one i probably remember the most sounds
3: good brother and Brett again mr brett holmes here we've got him ladies and gentlemen brett thank you very much for calling in and uh don't be a stranger. I wanna let you before we we'll let you jump out of here, I wanna let you thank anybody, your sponsors, anybody that you wanna find you got the floor, bro. All
8: right, yeah, I appreciate you having me on. I just I just wanna thank everybody at, at uh at all the guys of the shop at uh, BHR that have been working hard even to the off season and um you know, I wanna thank uh, everybody that that works at Homestead Excavation and uh and Southern States Bank and that have supported us all year and um Definitely a big thanks to them for allowing us to 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 put this whole deal together and and run it run do what we're doing. So, um, but yeah, I really
3: appreciate you having me on. Thanks, Brett. You're welcome. Anytime, brother. Tim, Mr. Tyson, we said hello and good luck on your 2020 endeavor, brother. We appreciate it. Thanks again for coming on man. Yeah, we'll do, Tim. Thank you. See you, Brett. That was Brett Holmes there. And, uh, look here. Look who we got. We got we got the winner. There's the NASCAR Hall of Fame 200. Mr. Todd Gillen going to join myself. And um, Stephen Wilson jumped out of here. So we're going to bring him into the pit stop with Tim Despain and Suzanne Despain, the winner this past weekend there at Marginville Speedway.
1: Ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the main
5: event.
3: Let's get ready to rumble! Mr. Todd Gillian, we're there at the NASCAR Hall of Fame 200 there at Marvin
2: Speedway. How you doing, brother? I'm doing really good. How are you guys doing?
3: We're doing great, Todd. Thank you very much for calling in, and I want to thank Joshua for getting you on. And uh, uh, Stephen Wilson told me he wanted to apologize to you because he jumped out. He's gonna watch a, he's gonna watch a World Series game. But anyway, again, thanks, Todd. And uh, Todd, uh, just how I don't know where to begin. You got the grandfather clock there at Marshall Speedway, your first win. Uh, the 21st Annual NASCAR Hall of Fame 2 1er. It's your first victory there. And just how much does it mean getting your first win besides getting that monster grandfather clock, Todd? It must be awesome, brother.
2: Yeah, dude. It was crazy. Um, just to be able to win at Martinsville in general, um, there's so much history around that place. And uh, just to have the grandfather clock in my living room, just, you know, there, there's so much that goes along with winning any truck race. Uh, so much that goes into it, the preparation going to the racetrack and just have a smooth race altogether. together. But um, to have that clock makes it even a little bit more sweet, like you said. And, Todd, talk
3: a little bit about your dad, your dad, Davis Giller, and, uh I've met him on multiple occasions here at Talladega Douglas Super Speedway. Can you talk a little bit about the influence that he had upon you actually getting into a race car?
2: Yeah, he's been such a big part of my racing career um you know just watching me race from quarter midgets he got me my first late model uh he spotted for me in K&N actually and um just a huge part of it as a driver coach a role model and and everything else so um he's always been there right alongside of me and I'm pretty sure he was the first one to my truck after I won so um family's everything in NASCAR and uh, it's always really cool to to share it with your family
3: Exactly, but And I, I know, you know, my, myself and Suzanne, I guess we're considered NASCAR a family out, so you know, we'll get our NASCAR media hard cards. But uh, talk a little bit about there, if I can, uh, if you can, Todd, there. Uh, Ross Chastain was running a really good race. You just kept pressuring and pressuring and pressuring. I watched it on TV. I knew you had a fast truck. You had that damage on the hood. Did you think you were – did you think you had an opportunity to ask to get around Ross Chastain and Johnny Sauter and that bunch there?
2: Um, I didn't really, Um, you know, ending practice. I felt like my uh, mobile and Toyota Tundra was one of the best ones there. And, um, and then we slept on it overnight. We made a few more adjustments and we went back to qualify and I think it ended up 11th. So um, I don't really know what changed. I I felt like, like I said, we were really good in practice and, and not great in qualifying and, and to start the race. But uh luckily we we're close enough that we could tune on it during pit stops and uh we got two chances at it and uh luckily the last adjustments made it made it perfect. I went from sixteenth all the way up to the lead in uh the last seventy laps and was able to get to get it just in time.
3: Todd we had Grant Finger on earlier, like I mentioned. Uh we posed the question to him about this uh half mile publicly up there. How just how hard it is to on brakes and actually pushing that truck through one and two and three and four then you got that curb there and the outside line you know you can't run really high up there but how how did you run your truck there at martinville speedway did you sort of split the high and low or just let our listeners know exactly how you run a lap around martinville speedway
2: yeah. I, I tell everyone, um, you know, running Martinsville by yourself is one of the easiest places. You just run um, right, wrap, wrap, right around the curb and you go straight out to the wall and you just repeat that for, um, you know, two times every lap. But uh, that's what makes it also so hard to race that because everyone practices right, literally in the exact same spot. And, uh, and then in the race, no one wants to be on the outside and everyone wants to be in the same exact spot. So, um, everyone, you see them fighting for that real estate, and uh, that's where you get the exciting, beating and banging out of the way to uh to get in that little bit uh, that inch further down towards the curb.
3: And you guys have the weekend off this weekend of uh, the Cup Series and the Xfinity Series going to Texas. Y'all going to ISM Raceway? Have you and your team sit down and really discussed how everything's going to go at ISM Raceway? At Homestead, Miami Speedway also. Uh, myself, Suzanne, Stephen Woodson, which had to jump out here at com, We will be attending the Ford championship weekend there. But can you talk a little bit about how you and your team sit down and, sit down and talk about these final two races?
2: Um, we haven't really talked too much about the future um, like Phoenix yet, just still kind of celebrating a little bit of our win, trying to carry that momentum. Um, we usually start talking about it as a team, um, the week before we have a meeting the week of, and, um, I, am pretty sure we're all doing our own planning right now. Uh, the crew chief, uh, my whole team is setting up the truck, pulling it down, uh, getting all their, their side of things the best they can. I'm watching film, um, getting my driving ability the best I can for when we show up to the racetrack. But, um, and then that week of we, like I said, we can talk about it. We, uh, come together on the things we've seen and, uh, learned, uh, separately, and then just make it that much better when we're together.
3: Todd, like I said, we had Grant Anfinger on earlier. We had uh, my good friend Brett Holmes from Mumford, Alabama, just right up the road here from me here in Talladega. And uh, I probably a bit about the new Elmore engine. Can you talk a little bit about the Elmore engine, how it has saved you and your team money, and what do you think about the performance
2: of it? Yeah, I think uh, the Elmore engine has been a big part of uh, growing the truck series. I think this year or last, um, whenever they introduced it, that it cost a little bit more money just with the teams having to actually buy their engines instead of uh, just leasing them. But past that upfront cost, um, there's really nothing wrong about it. Um, It runs just as fast as what we had before, Um, obviously cheaper. But the one thing is it, it kind of takes some things out of the team's hands and put them into uh, the engineers over at Elmore. So um, that's the only thing I've seen people be unhappy about. We've had really no issues with them at all, um, and they've ran really well. So uh, I think for the long-term future, it's going to be definitely a, a great move and, um, you know, something we'll see maybe even move up in Xfinity and
3: Cobb. So, like I mentioned, going to Homestead and ISM Raceway, we're uh... – we're going to some of these shorter tracks, what Jeff Burton used to call, I'm not going to say a short track, but these short er tracks that Jeff Burton uh, there at NBC Sports always called a cookie-cutter track. What do you think about in the future? There's a lot of fans that want to bring back these short tracks. And uh, just to let you know, Todd, I'm old school. I used to work for Ennis Staley at North Woodsboro and here at Talladega Super Speedway. What is your thoughts on maybe bringing back a North Wilkesboro Speedway or maybe a Rockingham to the truck
2: series? Yeah, you know, I think that's the thing that would get fans super excited is um, a real short track. Uh, like you said, there's shorter racetracks, but um, there's nothing like Hickory or um, Caraway, the places that we've grown up racing. You know, right here in North Carolina, or even anywhere across the United States. So. Um, there's a a ton of really, really nice um, short tracks that uh, I feel like we could take the Cup and Xfinity and definitely the trucks, too. So um, I think that's something NASCAR is looking forward to, um, being able to make those changes and um, make the series better for everyone. But uh, I think you can see that the fans kind of are embracing it and uh, encouraging NASCAR to make that move.
3: That sounds good, brother. And, uh, Todd, I want to thank you very much for calling in. I know your time is limited. I want to thank Joshua Walters for getting you on the show. But before I let you jump out of here, I want you to thank any sponsors, anybody that has helped you get to where you're at. You got the floor, brother. This is your time.
2: Yeah, uh, I just want to thank all the boys at KBM. Um, they haven't given up. I know it's been a tough year and a half, but uh, I think it shows the strength within to, to still bring a fast truck to the racetrack. Um, Mobile One, JBL, Toyota For for always getting us there And keeping everyone running And uh, like you said, my family most of all For uh, always encouraging me And and getting us uh, in the best way possible
3: Todd, thank you very much For coming on And I want to apologize for it For being really short But we had a jam-packed show Again, Todd uh, Let everybody know they can follow you on social media also
2: yeah, absolutely. Uh Todd Gilland underscore on Twitter and Instagram and uh just Todd Gilland on on Facebook. But um make sure you give me a follow and uh check everything out.
3: Todd, thank you very much for taking time to call in and uh good luck next weekend there at uh ISM Raceway and we will be following you and uh I look forward to meeting you there at Homestead Miami Speedway in a few weeks.
2: Yes, sir, thank you for having me on.
3: Thanks, brother. We'll see you. We're going to say good night from Talladega, Alabama. I'm Tim Spain, alongside of from Mr. Stephen Wilson. We will talk to you next Tuesday evening.
0: Light up the dark Try as I may I could never